hello and welcome to We Like Having Fun in Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker Recap Podcast. Today, we are recapping the episode from August 20th. It is August 23rd. My name is Mike. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Carl, out in Philadelphia. Carl, how are you? Doing pretty well. Just went for a nice little walk. Yeah, six miles, ten miles. What did we do? Just up the street to get coffee with my girlfriend. Okay. I wasn't sure if you were inspired by Tim's uh, new walking regiment, if uh, that was something you were adding to your list of daily activity. I'm always inspired by any physical activity that Tim gets. Mm-hmm. Or anybody gets for that matter. It's cool people are going out there and doing it, even though sometimes it's really a pain to get the ball rolling. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get into it. Got to find something that you like. I'll say this, uh, you know, this during this pandemic has been the first time I really did get into exercising and it gets easier. Like as you get in better shape and like it feels better, it's rewarding, but there is like a, there is a little while where it's horrible um, and you just don't want to do it. But I'm telling you, there is, there's light at the end of the tunnel. You, you do find yourself at some point it, where it's not too hard. Your, your body's able to do more of the things that used to be really hard to do. And it's good. So, yeah, fucking go for it, everybody. Um, so right off the top, the title of this episode, um, do you have it there, Carl? Yes, I have the winning one as Joe Biden's ex-lover tells all. The winning one. Okay, did I miss a part of the show or did they have the contest at some point and I wasn't paying attention with the the options for the title of the episode? I don't remember hearing. I don't think they did it. Because I, and this confused me. This is the first time, so I wasn't able to listen to the show live. I watched it um later that night uh thursday night and when i went to like tim's youtube to find it i was confused because of that title <laughs> you know what i mean when it was when it showed all the boxes for the youtube clips right. i'm like where's where's the new episode and i like it, it fucked me up a little bit so the titles maybe it, maybe it's working for non-fans but for just regular old fans it was a little confusing um this show started off a di- little differently again with a shot of Tim at the piano screaming uh, like a maniac. Um, very aggressive. Um, Tim said he maybe lost his voice from screaming. Uh, it was pretty insane. Um, I noted that I thought the camera looked really good this week. I don't know if it's the same camera or maybe I was just watching on a better screen or something, but it just looked freaking... It looks... Maybe they're shooting at a different uh, frame rate or something, but it looks very, very clean and very HD. Um, I think they switched the camera a few episodes ago. They did. I just it looked even better. Maybe they changed the lighting or something, or maybe like the, the maybe something as simple as the exposure setting that they had was up a little bit, so it was just letting in more light. It was very bright and looked great. So good for them. Um, we got right into health stuff. Uh, and exercise stuff, which we just mentioned. Um, Tim has decided not to take Coach Josh's 
protein-based diet tips and has gone instead for the fiber uh, and, you know, fruits and veg-based uh, diet, um, which Doug agrees with. Where, where do you stand? Are you a, a big meat eater, Carl? Are you a... You got any restrictions or... My girlfriend's vegan, which pretty much much means that I'm swayed in that direction. Gotcha. Uh, I don't really eat meat, but if it's there or it's a social gathering and there aren't many other options that seem appealing, I'll go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't cook it at home. And okay. I mean, my girlfriend's really heavy on the whole foods, plant-based diet or way of living. So. I kind of fall into that, but I'm also a sucker for peanut M&Ms, so that's kind of where I fall short, amongst other things. Do peanut M- M&Ms not work in that diet? Because they got no, like milk chocolate? Chocolate, yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, they make substitutes, but they're not as good. So are you a, were you, have you always been a peanut M&M guy, or like t- Tim talking about them so much inspired you to get into them? <laughs> he kind of pushed me back into it. I oh, think my God. that was always a candy of choice, but then yeah. the quarantine happened. I found myself going through the aisles. I was like, you know what? I could devour this thing. That sounds all right with me. <laughs> I got the time. Um, now it's been like a, every three weeks I'll get it back. Okay, that's not too yeah, bad. Right. One little yeah. pack ain't gonna hurt anybody. Um, no cavities have increased since my consumption, so chilling. I like the peanut butter M and M's. I'm not gonna lie, like the the Reese PC kind of a vibe uh, M and M's. But I'm a peanut butter junkie. That's my that's my kryptonite. Um, I think I, at that point you're better off just getting Reese's PCs. You know the M and M's are they're like bigger and they're like fatter and have more uh, oh, right, peanut butter. They they're they're just better. I'm sorry, sorry yeah. Reese's, but I mean like the, the cups. I, Reese's got the cups. Can't do. go wrong there. All they different size cups. Long. Yeah, and they even have the new. I think I I've only had like one of those like candy bars that they make maybe like once or twice, but huh. they're fucking good. Can't can't deny it. I also tried the M and M almonds recently. Oh yeah, get out of here with that. Whatever. I went. I went back to the peanut. Oh, you're gonna say it was whatever? I was like, well, yeah. whatever, but it's still delicious. It's crispy or no? It was crispy, and then they remarketed it as the pretzel. But that's another one that's real good. I say I'm gonna say this. You know, I'm gonna say this. This is hot take here. Cover any nut in any kind of chocolate. And it's delicious. It's just, it works every time. Any nut, dark chocolate, milk chocolate, white chocolate, any fucking chocolate, any nut is a combo that works for me. I've never, it's never failed me. Um, So Tim lost 25 pounds since last week, he claims. And <laughs> obviously that's borderline impossible. I think it might be impossible, but... um, You know, he would, Doug it, it did ask him to reiterate if that was true or not. He he kept talking about the big long walks, and uh, you know they said, "Hey, you know Doug said, do you reward yourself when you get back with a big chocolate cake?" Um, which I don't know. I just LOL'd at that and noted it. So good one there. Allbirds. We get into the Allbirds story. Um, you know about Allbirds? Allbirds. Yeah, these are the shoes that Tim got that then. You know, kind of the burned him on his walk. Scraped yeah. up against his heel. Yeah. I think he was saying that. I think he was saying that those were the shoes that did it. He said he really likes Allbirds. I wasn't sure if he got different shoes and those were the things that scraped him up, or if the Allbirds scraped him up. Um, 
I've had some all birds. I, I learned about them a few years ago. A, a woman I was working with, you know, told me, oh, they're all, you know, they're they're like all natural materials made in the U.S. and um, they're, you know, they're just like real simple shoes. I got a I got a pair. They're okay. I didn't think they were anything that special, and I think they started falling apart on me sort of quicker than I would have liked. Um, but I thought, picturing um, Tim walking around L.A. up and down the hills of Glendale, you know, in his socks, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, then with his shoes kind of slipped half on, um, that would be that would be a funny, you know, that's a funny visual to think about. Um, so yeah, good. I'm glad he likes the walking. He's keeping it up. Hopefully he can get a, those, those blister band-aids looked rough. Blisters are terrible, right? Like nothing worse than a, than a blister, especially a freshie when you're trapped out there and you know, you're just gonna, I would have just got an Uber or something at that point. Um, yeah, but I, I think mosquito bites are second place on that. Skeeter bites. I got some spider bites recently. Like you know, a That's bunch rare. of like big itchy bites. They're horrible. Um, yeah, oh. bites are the worst. Right in the middle of this story, we get the breaking news about Moonbase Eight. Finally, um, yeah, that's great. Showtime picked it up, um, and we heard a little bit about the kind of how it all went down with A twenty four just kind of funding and making this without a home which was an interesting approach, and they said it was a difficult approach because all these uh, networks like to have control of their own stuff and kind of do it themselves. So, um, But you know what? It's coming, and we're all patient enough to wait a little while for that. So I think that's fine, um, and I'm very excited. subscriber. I, you know, I, I jump on and off these things. Like, I'll get it for a month to watch something. Like, I got it for Twin Peaks when it was running. Um, but I have no problem just signing up and then canceling. I do that, not all the time, but I do that quite a bit just for certain shows. Um, right. Same with, like, the Amazon channels or something. Oh, if I want to watch something, like, I'll just sign up for Shudder for a, a, a one month and watch a few movies and then let her go. You got to stay on top of it, but... Yeah, um, you have to really read the fine print and double check on when you're going to get filled. Again. Yeah, I, I signed up for DC Universe, which was like a thing that had like these comic book shows. Um, and I, I didn't realize that when I had done it, I, I chose to pay for a year because it was like, oh, you save like $20 if you pay for the whole year. It was like $75 for the year. Midway through this year, HBO Max... They decided they're coming out with HBO Max. They moved all of the shows from DC Universe to HBO Max. DC Universe like literally has nothing on it anymore, and I'm like, tra like I already huh. paid for it, so I just have it for like another six months. And I was kind of like, you kind of screwed me here, boys. Um, yeah, that's pretty whack. Pretty whack. One of the more whack ones. Um, Von, the hall monitor of the YouTube chat. Uh, joined on to discuss Moonbase 8 news. Um, nice lady. She eventually asked about the stand-up special, which I'm always wondering about. And Tim says it's coming out here um, or on YouTube, maybe through OHL. Who knows? That's that's cool. Hopefully if we keep staying on him about it, that will come out. And um, my idea a long time ago about being some sort of Patreon exclusive content or something um 
would be cool. Or if he just like sold it through his own stuff for a low amount of money. I think it would be smart. Um, I know Hannibal Burris did his just on YouTube recently, and I feel as if that went pretty well. Sure, sure. Um, Hannibal might have, I don't know, I'd assume he has maybe more people know about him. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. He was a on, tough one. Yeah, it's probably close. I mean, he was on Broad City. That that did pretty well. Um, uh, the reaction, the Donald Trump reaction to Bannon getting arrested was funny. Um, and, um, you know, it was funny because they played that clip. and Or, no, Tim did that impression. Then later on they did uh, Trump's, when he was asked about, Q and um, it was basically the same sort of <laughs> the same sort of you know he has the same whenever there's one of these you know scumbags or scumbag organizations that he gets asked about he just has the same response so it's an easy pluck there Uncle Phil is back um, funny take by Phil saying you know he heard the show uh, was doing terrible without him so he decided to come back um, that made me laugh. Phil's, you know, it's it's funny how far this has gone and how we're like, you know, whoever thought Phil would be like this kind of, I don't know, kind of like fun icon. Vill- He's kind of like a fun villain or something now. You know, it's like lately, yeah, yeah, they he, developed it. Uh huh. They they've given him a hard time. Um, this Gettython business i wonder if there was more there it seemed like he was a little cut maybe a little short with his bit there um but yeah there was some funny lines in there um and he says he'll be back next week so he's he's gonna be back um have you listened to any of the archived ohl episodes from the beginning i haven't um i think maybe someday maybe if there's a a, hi- a hiatus or something. I have to go back and look at some of the the topics. Um, I listened to a lot, you know, as they happened. But I, I just, so I just, I, you know, it, it, but it's been so long. If I put one on, I wouldn't be sure if I'd heard it before. It'd be like one of the things where I'd listen for a while and be like, oh yeah, maybe I've heard this. So I might go back and see like what if it's noted. Like I think Jay the intern did a really good job of taught like breaking them down, so you can like see what happened so you can see like oh phil called in or or this is who they interviewed or this is what they talked about um which would be helpful for my memory because i used to kind of pick and choose you know i wasn't like a very i wasn't an every weeker but if there was like a a fun um guest or you know something some of the ones that were just like tim alone talking to people i would maybe skip some of those um yeah reason i asked is because on the very first episode i heard phil call in Oh really? He's the first app. Yeah. He was on the first app. Wow. I wonder if that's the. F- does he? How does he sound? Is he joking around or just very straight? Uh, I think he just had a general question. I forget exactly what it was because I've listened to like the first seven or so. Uh-huh. But uh, you hear Doug get discussed and him yep. call in. I think on like episode three, and Vic gets talked about. And it's interesting how they, Tim in particular talks about all of these assets of the show that people suggest or he thinks about mm-hmm. and then eventually comes into fruition of like, oh, we should have an after hour segment yeah. or we should have this other thing. So it's interesting to see what the beginning looks like now that it's available. So shout out JD intern for that. Yeah, really good. That's that's cool that that exists. And 
someday I will get into that. I have a long drive to New York City coming up this week, and that would be a good time to listen to some nice old pods. Um, City of the day. City of the Day, Day. they got to it a little bit later. There was a lot of stuff and news and even Phil up front, but so City of the Day came in a little later than usual, I felt. Um, Brought to you by Last Month of a Dog, Dog of the Month Club. Um, Yeah, this is pretty dark, this one. Um, (laughs) uh, Long, long copy, um, but basically the idea here being... You get a dog at the end of their life, and they they die, and then you get a new one. Um, and it comes with a home cremation kit and a euthanasia uh, <laughs> option. And, um, yeah, uh, this was funny. At the, at the, towards the end of this read, when they were talking about the final meal, um, give them some chocolate. Like, they've never, it doesn't matter now. Um, uh, Doug was cracking up. That made me laugh quite a bit, hearing Doug's reaction. Seems like Doug maybe gets the biggest kick out of this <laughs> City of the Day business. Um, but yeah, this one was pretty dark. Um, but funny, and uh, right on that line here that these boys like to ride. Um, of course, they forgot the city for a while. They never really, you know, at the last second, it's like, oh, yeah, there's actually a city we need to mention, which was Fairhopes, California. And uh, no idea what the code is. Seems to not be a very big topic. But um, guess the low, high of 98, guess the low, taking you for a ride. Um, they asked Doug, what's the low? And he's like, take me for a ride. The low, high of 98, low of 102. Um, (laughs) That was funny. Um, So, yeah, keeping up the guessing the low game, that's good. I I noted the caller before Sarah Schaefer that was talking about this Johnny Cash and Dylan song um, that was just, Tim just said the guy sounds, he said, you sound dim. You know what I mean? Just just kind of got on him and said, you know, you're wrong. Just, like, get out of here with that. With his no shirt on, right? It was just the same guy, yeah. Maybe he started with no shirt on. and the, Yeah. <laughs> the no shirt policy, that, that became a big thing, especially with the twigs a little later on, where the crop top was tough to see what was going on. Um, Sarah Schaefer, not going to lie, hadn't heard of her, but... Um, she fit right in. She, obviously, she's close with Tim. Um, she jumped right in, added, uh, you know, punched up the city of the day gag, which by you know by saying she tried it and doesn't work. She's had these dogs that have lived for years, um, and uh, you know, you know, they talked a little bit about the you know Tim had talked about you know it's fun coming up with the ideas and um, but he. He said that he was trying to pitch some idea about a dog being killed for something at some point, and you just can't do that. You can't dogs have dogs being killed in movies. Yeah, dogs being killed in any in any. If you go and try to pitch a show or a movie, and one of the plot points is a dog gets killed, like it's an it's a no. Can't yeah. do that. That's yeah. And then somebody said John Wick, which I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Well, John Wick, the whole the whole movie is based on a dead dog, right? It's like 
Well, that's a spoiler. I haven't seen any of them. Sorry. Well, okay. Not really a big spoiler. Very early in the movie, John. the whole John Wick series is all about his dog gets killed in the beginning of the movie. And he just goes and shoots a million people. Sorry. Spoiler alert Damn, for John Wick. And the ending, too. What the hell? John Wick shoots people, all right, and it's over a dead dog. Uh-huh. You know, sue me. Um, the John Wick 1's kind of entertaining. It's, like, sort of fun. I've heard uh, good things, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't do this. The, there's, like, two more, but. So Sarah Schaefer wrote a book. She's been gardening. Um... And she says it's a real book. It's not how to be a girl boss. You know, it's like it's a real book. Um, and she it's a memoir about some some of the interesting things that have happened to her life, including shitting in a can in the Grand Canyon. Um, best view while taking a poo. Uh, she's a stand up comedian. And, uh, you know, she said she tried doing one of the virtual shows. That was kind of it. Um have you watched any stand-up comedians try these virtual shows or anything like, or like tried um, tuning into any of these late-night shows like with no audience and and what that all feels like? It's pretty weird. No, but I heard an advertisement on the radio of a stand-up comedian who's willing to go to business Zoom meetings and whatnot and to spice it up. Which oh, I okay. Was interesting. That is interesting. But uh, it also sounds painful because if it's at a point on the agenda, you have to wait until that's over mm. before you can move along. And I'm sure everyone gets sick of that pretty quickly. But uh, now, I mean, the Hannibal one doesn't really have an audience. If you've seen that, that's the only one I can think of. Okay, I haven't seen that. Have you? Uh, did you know who Sarah Schaefer was? Nope. But the book sounds interesting. Yeah, I. You know, a lot of the comedians write these books um and i have never read them i just i feel as though i don't think i need to hear what you know fucking tina fey has to say in a book you know what i mean like i just i just don't need that in my life um that's not to say that sarah schaefer's book is maybe because i don't know her maybe that's an advantage to reading it if it's just like a funny well-reviewed book it might be might be good but some of these just like famous comedians that are like oh, i'll write a book too and tack some more you know while i have my uh notoriety intact. yeah yeah it's just like an easy easy cash grab the agent is just like all right what are you up to well, not why don't you write a book um so then but she, me, but she oh. studied but she studied you know she wanted to write her whole life and she said it sounds like that's a, this is a different story but so i then, just like the whole idea of the, the the comedians writing books is just something i'm not into um, haven't well, been let into. Let me pose this then. Did you happen to pick up one of these when it came out? <laughs> no, that's a different thing altogether. Carl is holding up a Tim and Eric Zone Theory book. Man, he's he's full in. That's a thick puppy. It is. Um, this is pretty good though. If you yeah, I would sure. recommend this. I feel that it didn't get a bunch of light at least on office hours since I've been involved. But there's a lot of good stuff in here and just funny pictures. It's an easy, uh, I don't yeah. want to say easy read because it's kind of an interesting uh, mood you have to go into it with. But I'd say, yeah, this is Carl, one comedy book that I would pick Carl up. Carl promotes Tim and Eric's Zone Theory. If you haven't heard about it, it's uh, Tim and Eric's sort of, uh, you know, Scientology kind of uh, 
gag sort of a thing, you know, maybe. Yeah, parody on cults. Parody on cults. Um, yeah, he doesn't, you know, I've kind of noticed, and I've, I've always wanted to kind of bring this up with you, Carl. I feel like, I mean, he obviously talks about his relationship with Eric and Tim and Eric stuff, but it's almost like that he it's not, I don't know if he, like, purposely doesn't talk about that as much. Like, you just don't hear about Eric as much as, that, as you'd think you would. Or, like, Eric being somebody that maybe calls in or occasionally is, you know, brought up more often. They, they just seem like they're such a, they've been such a team for so long. And I wonder if it's just like, you know, this OHL is like a way for him to, you know, just do his own thing with his own guy, you know, with different guys. And, like, maybe that's consciously a thing where it's, you know, like, I'm not going to talk so much about the Tim and Eric stuff. Like, that's just been his whole life for so long that this is the place to not talk about that stuff. So I wonder, you know, even Beef House and, you know, some of the more recent things, like Moonbase 8, I feel like it's been more of a, you know, more of an exciting thing for the Office Hours crowd to learn about because it's like it's like him and his Office Hours pals, John C. and Fred Armisen and him. It's like almost like an office hours spinoff show, but yeah, yeah I I don't know. You, you'll have to listen into those earlier episodes. If, if Eric is ever on the show, I think he's called in a couple times, but um, I can't recall it. And um, I don't know. I don't know where I went with where we're going there, but yeah, it's interesting. You bring that up because someone on the discord recently had a belief that Tim and Eric were no longer friends after some sort of falling out. And that they just get together to do tours and appearances. Um, yeah, that's 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 not true. That can't be true. Yeah. Um. I mean, it sparked this whole conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, they're just doing different things, different passions. No, I th- I think uh, they're probably still very close, and I think um, you know, they're still making shit, and I think they got business and all sorts of things to deal with. So, um, so yeah, Sarah Schaefer. Um, they talked a little about trolls on zoom calls they had some dnc chat but yeah it's pretty solid you know good little interview with somebody i didn't know good rapport with the guys she knows doug and tim and um yeah solid um maybe not as exciting for me because i wasn't aware of her she did look familiar so maybe i've seen her in something but um moving on we had um I'll just note this caller that called who was nervous and said that he had some mental health stuff in his life and that the show has been really helpful to him. That's nice to hear. Um, and I think it's true. I think even early in this pandemic, one of the reasons for starting this show was that it just, I thought this show became so important. I was so, you know, weirded out by everything that was going on in the world. This was like one place that I could go to every week that felt like, okay, I can like, listen to some other people freaking out and people that I like. And so we understand. Um, yeah. Discord was real positive and reached out and said, if he's on there, uh-huh. holler if he needs to talk to anybody, which I thought was really cool. That's nice. Good community. Um, we have the guy, Kevin Bwari, Bwari calling about the Beirut, the Beirut, relief effort after that big explosion a couple weeks ago so you know another uh you know serious and and positive thing you can go to seal 
Dash to donate to the cause. Um, this guy Kevin grew up there, so he's trying to do his part. Um, so yeah, everyone, help out there if you have a little extra, a couple extra bucks. Um, Tim was during the show was clearly checking out articles and stuff. I remember on Thursday this news kind of came out while like I looked at the clock, you know, because I got like a notification on my phone. Moonbase 8 picked up by Showtime. And I was like, I wonder if he knew about this before or if he wasn't, you know, like it seemed like he was maybe not allowed to say anything until one of these official press releases came out. And Tim got screwed by Variety. They left his name off the headline, it appears, something like that. Um, Fred Armisen and John C. Riley starting new comedy. So that's that's funny that he's still, uh, you know, dealing with that. Um, then we had the Lemon Twigs. Um, Carl, have you listened to the Lemon Twigs? They've been talked about a lot on the show over the over the years, and Tim's obviously a pal of theirs. Nope. Nope. We got a nope from Carl. So Carl's never. I, I'm a big Lemon Twigs fan. I mean, not huge, but ever since um, Tim started talking about them a few years ago, uh, I've been full on board. I'll listen to whatever they put out. Very fun. Um, their last record was really good. They do sort of these concept albums and a couple nice long haired boys um, and good timing. The record came out yesterday or whatever on Friday and uh, that record is called uh, Songs for the General Public. Um, and I'd say their music is, is good for the general public. It's just like poppy, fun Clearly some 60s and 70s influences. I'd say give it a listen. Um, Tim said, let's do a little bit of a Marin deal um, and get into their backgrounds, which gave the boys some time to do some Marin drops, which was always pretty funny. Um, Yeah, it was nice to hear about their background, about being child actors, and it seems like they were... I don't know. I I think they might have some... um, not famous parents, but some parents in the biz or something like that that got them into some stuff. I think I remember reading about that. Either way, very talented guys, and um, and they did just cold send a demo to Jonathan Rado, similarly to Tim had said how him and Eric had sent their their DVD to Bob Odenkirk. Um, so... That's still a thing you can try to do, everybody. If you're creating things and you want to send things to people, go for it. That, you know, you never know. So like, there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. And I think sometimes if you're just not, I feel like you do it like this kind of under the radar version of that, where you're just like, hey, check it out. You know, you're not like, I'm your biggest fan and I've made this thing. And you know, like, just be low key. Send somebody a thing and just make it seem like you don't care that much, and then uh, maybe you'll get noticed. Um, you got to stand out somehow. So sending until they agree to hear you out on more stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. Like I keep sending Doug my basketball remix video. Um, no love. S- similar thing. No, I I don't know. I, I don't think I really knew. It wasn't very clear how to send it, but um, eventually I think he got it. We he sent me a message and I I. Um, got him the file i think but i I didn't you know i didn't have the 
I guess I could have sent him a Dropbox, a Dropbox link or something. On his Patreon, he said there was an inbox. I couldn't find yeah. that. I, All I right, let's backtrack. If you're going to create something and send it, make sure you know you're sending it to where it needs to go. Yeah, that make sure you know that's how to tip. make sure you know how to send it. Yeah, like that's that's a good start. But like I said, if you do it, if you do it kind of humbly and you kind of don't know what you're doing, like sometimes that even makes it. You, you you'll get noticed. You know, it's like it's like Tim invoicing Bob Odenkirk. You got to do something that sticks out. Make sure you know if it's a .com or .net or .org. Mm-hmm. Dropbox so le- or Hotmail. So Lemon Twigs recorded their first record when they were like 15, and oh, I noted that this um, they almost started like a pop group from a guy that was doing the music for Alvin and the Chipmunks and. This guy like ate all their French fries or something. I don't know. That that seemed like a strange and interesting scenario for them as young boys. Um, and then they talked a little bit about their involvement in Tim's Fear of Death project and showed a video of their harmonies. And um, this pleased Tim quite a bit. It wasn't terribly interesting for maybe, you know. I get that that he thought that was cool how they're just brothers and they're you know. Um, I think it was maybe built up a little too much, and then when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, this ten-second video of them humming a little bit, great. Um, yeah, music. Uh huh. So they were on Seth Meyers, and they talked about how that was really awkward, and um, this you know, again, we talked about the these shows without audiences and how that's weird and. Virtual concerts again always comes up. They said they're not going to do that. Um, and um, there was a little shirt controversy. People in the chat were like, Tim, you didn't give uh, what was the one boy's name? Brian and I don't remember. Um, but one of the boys in the he was cropped and he was wearing some sort of like crop top shirt. So it looked like he wasn't wearing a shirt and people were giving Tim a hard time for not calling him out on that. And Tim's like, look, the shirt policy is guy by guy. It's not it's not a no shirt, no, uh, no shirt, no shoes, no entry. It's not that's not the case here. That's just if Tim looks at you and wants you to put a shirt on, then you got to put one on. Sorry. Um, And then at the end, Tim just kind of promoted their live show and said it was great. And him and John C. just peed their pants watching their live show in L.A. a couple years back or however long ago. So hopefully someday we'll all be able to go to concerts again. It's kind of a real bummer. That's something that's just been going on for, you know, you just just like, I don't know. This has been obviously been one of the longest periods of my time without seeing any music live. So it's just kind of weird. But yeah, Lemon Twigs. I'd say check out their music, Carl. Um, let us know what you think. Sure. We got a weird caller um, <laughs> that was like this heroin addict who <laughs> fell previous in love with pre- previous. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Previous. You know. Yeah. Ex. Ex heroin addict. Yep. Um. That. I was like, where is this going? And you know, I, I thought this, it was awesome. It was a really it. <laughs> it was a really good, interesting call. And it was like, you know, one of the first ones in a while that was just weird and had a little story. And then, you know, Tim asked about 
you know, he just got, you know, he dug in a little deeper, asked like, you know, how did that all happen? You know, like it was like, that's interesting. Let's get into it. So, um, of course there was a little gag about Tim being addicted to peanut M&Ms again. Which oh, is duh. This is probably where the title comes from. Cause she has a, that dream about Joe Biden. Joe Biden's ex lovers. There we go. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think the kind of the punchiest, funniest part for me during this was um, Tim was like, you, you kind of every time you see him on TV, you get that same kind of feeling like it's an ex-boyfriend. Like, I can't believe I dated that guy sort of a vibe. And yeah, this was good. This was this was weird and cool. Um, so good for her for calling up and telling a sort of weird, intimate story and some personal life uh, you know, details. And, um, yeah, good call there. A couple more calls before the end of the thing that we had some Johnny Rotten impressions. Um, we had some little information about London. And then we had Doug's remix taking us out, the sitting down. I'm sitting down, um, standing up, or however that went. I'm going to download that and put that in the show for sure. I'm sitting down. I'm sitting down. I'm standing up. I'm standing up. Give me a beat. I'm sitting down. I'm sitting down. I'm standing up. I'm standing up. Uh, 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 uh. I mean, really good remix. I mean, no bullshit. Like, Doug, is, Doug has got the techno thing on, on point. I don't know. You know anything about making techno music or that kind of house style music, Carl? No, but I think this is stemming from last week's Daft Punk talk. It is. No, no, 100%. This was a this was his response. The pounding. This was when Tim was like he was kind of making fun of Daft Punk and said the song is just like stupid they just say the same thing over so he started saying it and then Doug went and made a Daft Punk style song out of it I guess I was just wondering how Doug makes that music like I just I wonder some people know about the programs and stuff like oh he uses Apple you know Ableton or whatever I don't know but um, he's very good at it. This, I mean, that, this song was super legit. Did you listen to the little remix or just hear it on the show, I guess? I heard it on the show. Yeah, there's. Um, he released it on the Patreon, so I listened a little earlier. But Oh, his Patreon? I think it was on the OHL Patreon, I think. I don't know. I'm following the Poundcast, Doug's Patreon, and Office Hours Patreon, so it's like kind of all the same content all the I forget which one is, is which universe, yeah. yeah and also Doug started a um, <laughs> he started doing a Saturday letter too um, the Saturday morning kind of uh, you know just kind of little letter to the fans which awesome like I've, I'll take it man I love these little uh, you know check-ins to the guys um Tim's this week was all about Moonbase, or, you know, not all about Moonbase, but, you know, I love hearing the, like, really in the the details about working with the networks and how, you know, it almost went to HBO, but they had this show and Netflix, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's cool. That's very interesting to me to hear all that info. So thanks again for sharing that. And then um, 
Doug, if you, I'd say, I, I just highly suggest to get on the Doug Pound Patreon. I think you can join for like $2 or his personal one. I think it might be just, you can pay whatever you want and you get stuff. So, um, Doug talked about how he accidentally, um, had a little accident in the kitchen and had to go to the hospital and he talked about how he was getting healthy, um, and how he had this thought about if, you know, during this Corona, it'd be a good idea to be in your like healthiest kind of state. And you know what? I had the same feeling at the beginning of this. I was like, you know, if I was in better shape and like my, you know, lungs and breathing and, you know, like, like just in my best kind of personal health, like, and I were to get it, hopefully, you know, you'd, you'd have a better odds against it. So totally. Doug explained that in his little letter. So, um, he's also working on some rap songs. So yeah, get on the Doug pound, uh, Patreon. It's got a lot of good, um, stuff and the squirrel report's been going lots of good stuff. Corn, hanging corn and all sorts of fun there after hours um you know we got into again more more health stuff we're talking about dates we're talking about oatmeal um one of the more interesting parts uh one of the more you know fun bits was this cincinnati reds announcer and I'd heard about this. Uh, I was playing golf with my dad the other day. He mentioned this was a good, like, on the golf course story uh, about this guy who... See, I work in sports um, broadcasts, so this kind of thing of mic microphone being left open in between commercial breaks or whatever and people saying shit <laughs> that you would never want the world to hear is very common in my life. And we're constantly hearing, you know, there's a thing called talk back where you know, the announcers can hit a button and talk directly to the producer and it doesn't go over the air. But we all get to hear that when we're, you know, in the edit suite or whatever because we're kind of editing along what's going on. And So this is a super familiar thing where, oh, shit, did that just go out on the air? I just said, like, you know, somebody motherfuck somebody. Or in this case, this guy said the F word, the... Um, uh, I don't know if you know what he actually said, but um, basically it was a you know derogatory, the most derogatory word that begins with F about homosexuals. I'm surprised they spelled it out. Did they spell it out? Yeah. <laughs> they just went straight F A G. Yeah. I think it was F A G. He might even went yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, that is interesting. But we just but that's the it word. Out. I mean that's 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 said. the word. That's that's the word. This, you know, they call it, the cigarettes are called that in England. It's a word. Um, so his apology, they got it. They went all into his apology, which was kind of the whole point of bringing this up. Because, um, you know, what can you say? And this guy got fired. I mean, he got fired as soon as the game was over, and he's never going to work again. Probably, like he is done. So, I don't know how many examples it's going to take for people. You know whether it's Donald Trump or just a Cincinnati Reds local home game announcer, you know, somebody's listening all the time and somebody's recording and it could just go on the air. So watch your dirty mouths. Um, yeah. But the apology yeah. was really good. And then Tim got to do his Daft Punk apology, which was very funny. Highlight of After Hours, probably. 
Um, you like all that? Did you read the Cincinnati Reds story or just take it from after hours? I heard what they said and they played yeah. part of it. Mm-hmm. The apology is so funny because it goes in between the game comments. And yeah, yeah. And student too. Yeah, yeah. That's always the case. I mean, that's why kind of baseball, it's always funny when these baseball announcers are telling any kind of story because they have to keep, baseball is such a boring ass sport that like right. not much happens that you, you won't, you call the game at like this speed. So up next on after, after so, you know, the next thing on after hours, it's two, two to, you know, Rodriguez, you know, like you just can just, it's the same tone. You can just throw this thing in. But yeah, so Tim's apology was super funny. Um, and you know, there was some Bannon talk. There was this guy called in and, you know, kind of a coach Josh, you know, the anti coach Josh, this guy, Steve called in, was giving Tim and Doug some shit about fitness, fitness. At this point, even I was sick of it. Tim was like enough with this fitness talk. Um, but yeah, they talked to the Bannon arrest and he was privately funding a, private wall why not just go to walmart um they tried to get the fake tim on the line which oh my god i was like is it gonna happen and you know i saw that the length of after hours like went over like close to an hour and 15 minutes and i was like so when they brought that up i was like oh at some point they must they must get him because why did we go so long they didn't get him but matt played a call of him talking to him and uh, you heard Matt say, I really liked you in Mr. America. And the guy goes, thanks. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Hey, Ellie. Ellie was on there. Good to see you, Ellie. Um, yeah, shout out, Ellie. Shout out, Ellie. Had a good little story that led down a full reverb, wet Art, Garfun- Art Garfunkel impression, which was funny. Um, talked a little Sid Barrett after that, which I... I'm into Sid Barrett. I love Pink Floyd. I'm a Floyd boy. Big Pink Floyd guy here. Um, so, yeah, hearing all that stuff is fun. And they, they played some early Pink Floyd music back there. I'm into that. You a Pink Floyd guy? Not super into them or super against them. They're fun. Yeah. Haven't well, check- done enough research to know every other song I should really know besides the one that everyone's heard. Sure, they got a lot of hits, but they have a deep, deep catalog. I actually just came across this thing on Spotify that I didn't, I didn't know existed, but it's like called the Early Years or something, and it's like all these alternate takes and B sides, and there's like forty hours of stuff that I'd never heard before, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty big fan, so I was, I was excited. I sent that around to my other Floyd friends, but um, I agree with Tim. I am into Floyd post Sid Barrett a little bit more. I mean, I like the Sid Barrett stuff and I like Sid Barrett solo stuff, but you know, I even like the solo, like the newest stuff, the David Gilmore solo stuff. And I like it all, but uh, we had some elf talk. We had WHL moving to the 17th, which I'm happy about. Cause I will be, I think I'll be a little more free on the 17th and the 10th. Um, we had Doug going off on a guy for a Zoom framing that looked like <laughs> this guy from Full Metal Jacket. You know, that was really funny. They made that guy do the face and 
He went in on it. <laughs> I was laughing at that. Squid and the Whale talk. You ever see that movie? No. Come on, Carl. Where have Noah, you seen it? Noah Baumbach's first movie. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I think I Noah Baumbach like, co-wrote with Wes Anderson. I was a... I'm not going to lie. Wes Anderson... The first, the ru- the movie Rushmore, which I saw in the theater, and I must have been, you know, just still in high school. I'm not gonna lie, it kind of changed my life. Like I kind of was like, whoa! I didn't know movies could be like. I it just opened up a thing in my brain, and I w- right at the time I was like making little videos on my VHS camera, and just I hadn't seen anything like just indie and whatever you want to call Rushmore. But so I became a massive Wes Anderson fan since then. You know going forward and Noah Baumbach wrote some movies with him and then Squid and the Whale was his first movie that he directed and wrote so I was so I was all over it immediately and um, speaking of Pink Floyd there's a big Pink Floyd thing that happens in that movie no spoiler alert but um, Squid and the Whale I recommend it as well I haven't seen it in you know a long time so maybe I'll check it out again um Tim wants to maybe do an earlier start to the show. Carl, what do you think about that? I'm into it. I've been I don't think it's six ten every day this week. Yeah, it doesn't really matter to me, quite honestly, when they start. I'm wondering what would you think if the show overall was longer by an hour or or an hour and a half? You in for that? I'm open to more content. Yeah, I just I would feel bad that they now have to fill an hour, and some of it might just feel repetitive. Just taking well, kind of calls, but. Could work. Matt just kind of shut it down um, and was like, "I'm not doing a full extra hour. I'll give you a yeah, half hour. That's I'll, a do, lot of bathroom I'll do breaks for Matt. Yeah, I'll do two hours total, and that's it. However you want to do it, but yeah, I mean, they could, if they wanted to, they could do like a before hours, like a short <laughs> before hours, and then oh, a that sh- name sucks. It needs to be called something else. Before hours. Before hours. I mean, um, the commute. yeah. We'll call it the commute. The commute. That's not bad. Or maybe, um, you know, the pregame show. <laughs> um, oh no! Now it's just a sports. Really yeah. Thing. Listen, I work in, in I work in sports. I'm going to the U.S. Open this week. I will finally be leaving kind of the quarantine world that I've been in and going into the real world, going into this quote unquote bubble to do U.S. Open tennis coverage in Queens, New York. I have some friends that are there. Seems like a disaster, but um, we're going to go do it and see what happens. Try do you to have a mask sit. picked out, or do they give you one? They have sent us masks that we have. To, we can't even wear our own masks. It's kind of a oh, bummer because yeah. I, I have I have some Tiger Shrimp masks. Tiger Shrimp is the little record label that I, that I sort of run, and... I made some really cool tiger shrimp masks that I just got. You know, I had them custom made by a friend of mine who does merch, and I can't wear them at work. Or I can't like I even like even when we're at the hotel and stuff, it's all under the sort of um, you know the the company that I'm working for, uh, which is ESPN, and they're you know they have like guidelines that you have to wear their masks at all times when out in you know, just out whether you're in the lobby of the hotel or whether you're at work or whether you're going to the bathroom or whatever. So 
Yeah, so I was like, can I put my cool mask on top of that mask? I don't know. Their mask is just like a totally plain black. It doesn't seem like it's better or something, but they said, oh, we've we've had it tested, and this is what we want everybody to wear. So They've had it tested? Yeah. That's yeah, they, well, they just, they yeah, they they sneezed into it, and they had some, you know. Did you, did you feel anything on the other yeah. side? Yeah, they did some face sneeze tests. Um. So I don't know how we got to that. Oh yeah, because I was said pregame. Yeah, yeah. I'm a sports boy. I mean, I work in there. I'm not, not a huge. Do you sports pregame fan. for these uh, games, even though you have to film them? No, but I, you know, I will say I'm from Buffalo, and I'm a Buffalo Bills football fan. And tailgating and like the pregame is a very, very important part of the situation. And they're actually very worried because they're not in Buffalo the NFL team is not going to have, um, I think they're going to do 20% capacity in the stadium. They're going to try maybe until it all fails. But they, they're saying the, the Bills fans are so gung-ho that they're all just going to show up and park and drink and party around the stadium because that's what they kind of do, like 100,000 yeah, people. That's yeah, 100,000 people Eagles. show. <laughs> of course, of course. That's just a free party when you're in the parking lot. Yeah, so... They don't know how they're going to stop that because there's no law against people just going and partying near a stadium, even though right. they're going to. Well, the gathering number, like I heard it was 25 people. You can't have more than 25 people in your party if you're out at a public gathering. Yeah, but if these, this, these aren't public, though, they're like private people's like they everybody parties in like private driveways. You know what I mean? Oh, just like okay. it's like not like they won't go to the actual like official I know in Philly, you guys have that big complex with all the different stadiums, and that's right. basically the only place you can kind of tailgate. But in Buffalo, it's just like in the middle of kind of a neighborhood, you know? Oh, okay. So everybody park like there is a big parking lot, but then loads of people just park in like private residential houses and, and um, you know, have big parties there. That's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, no, it is cool. It's, it's good, it makes good planning. makes for a good vibe. Um, but it's far around there, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, during you know on Sundays in the fall, you're, you know, you're people parking. Or if you don't like sports or drinking. Yeah, you don't live there then. Um, a little Garfield talk, a little Black Sabbath talk, a good um, some good Aussie impression from Doug, and some good, you know, the all in favor of this Black Lives Matter T-shirt. I, I, I that was you know they that made them laugh, and they did that three or four times, which was super funny. Um, yeah, that was pretty much the end of the show. I'd say we had a had a good show. Um, took me like a couple days to get through it. I had to just break up my listening experience, which I think it took me two and a half days to kind of listen to everything just because I've been busy. So it made it feel like it was kind of long or, or something like that. But um, yeah, great episode. Very excited about the moon base news. Um, you know, excited about Lemon Twigs record and, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of fitness and health talk, which I'm always in for. So I don't know anything you, uh, noted in there, Carl, that maybe we didn't get to that you wanted to mention. Um, let's see. You don't have to find something if nothing's popping out. No, no, nothing's really jumping out. Good episode. Yeah. All right. Solid. Really solid. No tech problems. Um. Bummer we didn't get fake Tim on the line. We did get a Tim voicemail where he berated the guy, which I thought was very funny. He was, like, yelling, and then he 
kind of looked over at Doug and Vic like, should I do more? And then he just would yell some more, and then it was good. Um, and he gave the guy's phone number out about 17 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll funny. call him somehow. Yeah. We should write down that number and give him a call and yeah, just we'll just record, um, you know, tell him some sob story and, you know, lead him along with some promises of money. Um, anything to promote this week, Carl? You got a new episode you want to mention? Uh, we dropped an episode this past week with Love City Brewing, which is a brewing beer company based out of Philly. Melissa and Kevin have an awesome story. So if you're into business talk, how beer is made, what they're doing to survive a pandemic, or just have an hour or so to kill, and you have podcast technology, you can search Open in PHL Pod on one of those platforms, and we're probably there. Very good. If you like beer, a lot of people like beer and breweries. That's a, that's a good one. Great small business idea. Um, I'll give a little shout out to last week. I talked about a movie I made called Solo Project. You can still check that out. It's on Amazon. It's called Solo Project. You'll see it there. And um, I just mentioned my record label, Tiger Shrimp. Um, you can go to tigershrimprecords.com and see the different artists and then you can listen to all their music on spotify there's a band camp for tiger shrimp where um you know we like band camp um but if you want to order vinyl records i'd say go listen to the music first on spotify see if you like it and if you want to order vinyl records you know you'll you'll be directed where to go on tigershrimprecords.com and um, we're a little, a little bit of a hiatus now because of the the pandemic but we have some new records coming out later this year or early next year but there's a few good titles to check out that have come out already this year so check that out um that's all we got for this week we'll be checking in with you again next week i'll be doing this from the road carl will have to figure out how to plan it out i don't know what my schedule is going to be but We'll try to get it done and out by Monday um, is always the the hope. So, till next time, everybody, have a good week. Carl, have a great week. Mike and everyone listening, take care. Be safe. Be nice. Be safe. Be nice. Take care. See you next time. All the things that I fear disappear to the creatures of the woods.